Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between, offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthierhappenstogether. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, I'm Josh Whittacombe. And I'm Rob Beckett. Welcome to Lockdown Parenting Hell. The show in which Rob and I discuss what it's like to be a parent during lockdown, which I would say can be a little tricky. So, in an effort to make some kind of sense of the current situation... And to make me feel better about my increasingly terrible parenting skills... Each episode we'll be chatting to a famous parent about how well they're coping. Or hopefully not. And we will be hearing from you, the listener, with your tales of lockdown parenting woe. Because, let's be honest, none of us know what we're doing. Hello and welcome to Lockdown Parenting Hell with... And just come back. What the hell's going on? I've burned it at the end. (laughs) (laughs) Great effort all round. Where's that? I love the fact that someone's burned their, they've burnt the dinner or whatever they've burnt right at the That's toast, right? That's got to be toast. No, because toast is like, that's an internal burn it. If you burn toast, that's not an announcement to the room, is it? Yeah. That's like, oh, in the bin, let's go again. Yeah. You know, we're in the first world here. We can do that. But I burnt it. That's like a bit of, that's like a, a cake or a bit of a roast dinner or something like that. That's like a big moment of the day. And you're like, shit, I burnt it. Not a, not a bit of toast. Anyway, it'd be lo- lovely to know. Who was who was that? So this is, uh, it says... Hi, Wash Jiddikum and Bob Reckett. Um, Jenny, who lives in Hong Kong, and her two-year-old, George. Uh, oh, here you go. Even though he gets Josh's name right, you can hear her husband's anguished cries from the kitchen as he's burnt the dinner oh. while she's in the living room trying to get him to say your names. <laughs> oh, it's always nice to hear other people's anguish. Yeah. I love people being angry, but like over little things. It's a great feeling to watch someone lose it. When I've started playing golf, and that is the perfect place to watch someone completely lose their head over nothing. It's essentially a walk with a club, isn't it? I just, I, I know that I'd be that person losing my head. So that's, I know, <laughs> I see, I know that the problem is, so I'd, I'd play the first shot, it'd go well. Then the second shot, I'd go into the bunker. And I know that I haven't got the, men- once I'm in the bunker, I haven't got the mentality to put that behind me. You'll be the person to try and break the club on their knee and then hurt their knee. That's what I imagine you'd do. <laughs> um, how's your week been, Rob? Or shall I tell you how my week's been? Yeah, I think you've had a more um, eventful week. Let us know yeah. what's happening, Josh. 
So we went to the garden centre on Monday in the in the new car, which was all very exciting. Oh! And uh, my daughter, I uh, got bitten on the back back of her leg by my wife thinks a dragonfly, right? And this it got much worse. But you know when something's like bad enough to take your child to the doctor, but it's out of hours, so you have to go to the hospital because they've got an out of hours surgery yeah. at the hospital. And you sort of know it's not bad enough for that, but you need someone to look at it. So the moment you say we're taking our daughter somewhere at 8 p.m., people are like, oh my God, is she going to be okay? So then we get to the hospital. Um, this is a moment, Rob. We go in and um, they say uh, only one parent allowed in. And obviously I was wearing a mask, so the smile wasn't detectable under my mask. They could see it in the eye, though. They could you see, see it in the, eye. in the eye. I can, I can see a smile through an eye before the mouth. <laughs> so they knew. The nurse knew. knows. So I had to go. Because obviously I'm the only one that can drive of the two of us. So I had to go. Also, you're only allowed in the car park for an hour. So I was like, oh, I'll just I'll go and move the car. I thought I'll go and get some petrol for something to do. But then it was no return within two hours at the hospital. So I realized I couldn't drive back there. But I didn't want to drive home because that's too far away from the hospital. So I ended up sitting in the car park of a 24-hour Tesco. Um, <laughs> I thought I need to buy something here. So I went in and I bought a bag a bag of Watsits and a Milky Way. And I sat in the car. <laughs> that's, a, that's a weird choice. It's like you're a child. I know. But I wanted a bag. Of, do you know that why I think, and I reckon most of Milky Way sales are done on this. I wanted a chocolate bar, but I thought I can't have a full chocolate bar at 8.30 p.m. That's absolutely insane. So I kind of had a Milky Way to kind of scratch the itch, but not feel bad about it. Like a kind of healthy option. Light away, isn't it? Yeah, it's a light away. Exactly. Like a Maltese. You could have had Maltesers, something like that. You couldn't bang back a Yorkie. 8.30 p.m. No, exactly. It's too much. <laughs> it's too much. I, I didn't want to ruin dinner. We hadn't had dinner yet as well. So I was like, I can't have a Yorkie just before dinner. So, um... Sat in the seat of the car, ate my watsits and my Milky Way and listened to Liverpool versus Brighton, a completely dead rubber match that didn't matter at all. And I've never been happier. <laughs> but surely there was another way you could have spent it. What would you have done? Is it, like, was there any other options? But just... And I needed to be ready to drive back at any moment. So you couldn't get pissed? I couldn't get pissed. <laughs> you couldn't sit in the car park and have like four cans? <laughs> yeah. I've got my four cans and a Milky Way. You had to get a cab back. There was a special offer on Cronenberg. <laughs> oh, wow. So she's okay now then. And that's all good. But you managed to get out of sitting in the hospital yeah. for two hours. Um, so actually, that was payback. I haven't mentioned this. On the Saturday. So I'm tidying out the shed, right? I thought that'd be some good time on my own. Like uh, Rose's mum lives on her own. So she can bubble with us. Like she can go back and forth. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So she... That, uh, by the way, that... Part of the bubble, I, t- I totally know that that is true with you, that she is part of your bubble. But the amount of people I speak to and they're like, show me a photo of something they do, go, oh, yeah, they're part of our bubble. I'm like, how big's your bubble? <laughs> it's like on a beach of 15 geezers. Oh, yeah, the bubble. It's the bubble. It's like the get out of jail free guy. Yeah, the bu- part of the bubble. You know the bubble thing we can do? It's part of my bubbles. That's fine. Yeah, it's part of the bubble. It's ridiculous. But I, I know this is, a, this is a fair, honest bubble yeah. you've got here. So I was like, it was Saturday afternoon. And I was like, I, I quite like just doing a task on my own. And I am I was like, I've got a podcast I want to listen to. I'm just, I'm going to go and tidy the shed, which needs doing. Take all the stuff out of the shed, get rid of the stuff we don't need, and then put it back in, tidy it up, because we're putting some stuff in there. Classic. Right? 
Dad Saturday. Classic Dad. That is the quintessential Dad Saturday with a podcast on, a pair of old shorts, you're getting a bit dirty, you're having it. You're, you're at the time of your life. I did this, so that you are right about the old shorts. I started and I was like, this is heavy work. So I basically got into the kit I wear to go to the gym, so I was in my sports kit. Yeah, yeah. Worrying about the rain. Oh, I've left it outside the shed. What if it rains? I'm going to have to put it all back in. Anyway, yeah, so you're clearing out the shed. Talk me through it. I'm loving this. Yeah, so I was like, this is time on my own. And then my daughter comes out and asks if um, she can help. And you're like, oh, God, of course you have to say yes. But suddenly the game's totally changed. The first one, when you got to, you just go, no, because you're going to fight. But yeah, I I think you'll learn. I think we're about to hear why you should have said no. How, how did it go with the help? So she's fine. She's kind of walking. It's really dangerous as well because there's like bits of piping and there's a really heavy fireplace. And then Rose comes out and she's like, says to my daughter, do you want to come and get an ice cream? Which I was like, thank yes. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. And then... Um, Podcast back in at this point. No, but then my daughter's like, no, I don't. But I still... But she wants an ice cream. So then I don't know how this happened. We ended up in a situation where... Rose and her mum go and get an ice cream while I'm tidying the shed and looking after her daughter. So I've basically got the worst of both worlds and they're out getting an ice cream. They left the house. Oh no, the tables have turned a perfect afternoon to one of hell. (laughs) Exactly. So you're looking after the kid and tidying the garage. Yeah. Oh my God. I couldn't believe it. Anyway. That's not acceptable, both adults. I know, to get ice cream. That's, getting ice cream is the positive. And the, the, the doing the parenting and doing the chat, that's two jobs. That's totally unacceptable. I'd, I'd have been fuming, Josh. I was absolutely fuming. So that's why I felt like hospital was payback. Oh, fair enough. Um, could I can complete the triple of my week? Yeah, go for it. So yesterday, so, so my daughter got a cold from nursery. So she's quite sniffly. Then my wife got it. So then uh, she loses her voice when she gets ill. Um, she's got kind of problems with her vocal cords. And then I, my dodgy neck kicked in, right, on the same day. What's wrong with your neck? So about every about every six months, my neck goes into kind of, you know, like when it's like in spasm, like it's <laughs> stiff and it hurts. No. Have you had this? No. It's from laptop. It's from like years of sitting badly on a laptop. Oh, right, posture and stuff. like. I'm, yeah, I've not had that, but um, I don't really write my material, though, do I? I just sort of <laughs> turn up and shout. <laughs> a lot of craft goes into what you do, Josh. <laughs> A build of a narrative of really good jokes, callbacks, I just sort of go, yeah, couscous is that fat sand, isn't it? We've all got it. Stuart <laughs> Lee's got a bad neck. Daniel Kitson's got a bad neck. All the nerdy ones. And they're just true slayers like me, bowling out. Good old, strong, solid neck and nothing written down. Like an absolute cowboy. I'm <laughs> stiff neck, no notebook. Well, that's why Michael McIntyre does that thing where he moves his head from side to side. Because his yeah. neck's so loose. He just he's so loose, he's, just, he's riffing, he's making it up, he's wobbling his head all over the place. And the old stiff neck crew with the notebooks turning up. Look at look at Milton Jones, he can't even move, he's just stiff <laughs> Even his hair's stiff, he's so well written. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, so you've got a bad neck. <laughs> I've got a bad neck. And, um, I wake up and it's the worst it's ever been. I basically couldn't get out of bed. And Rose couldn't speak. Oh. And we were having to parent. Do you know you need Ellis James round 4am to take control? <laughs> You've got a bad neck, bad back, can't speak. Super dad. So basically, we were having to parent all Sunday morning. I couldn't really stand up and Rose couldn't really speak. 
it was like a kind of improv game. <laughs> like was, I'm having to do the talk, the, the communicating, whereas Rose is having to do any physical with our daughter. Yeah. Together, we were one parent. <laughs> But if either of us left the room, either there was no communication or you couldn't physically do anything with our daughter. It was it was really high-octane parenting. Very tough. Oh, it's an awful Sunday. But um, my neck's a bit better now, and I'm going to see my osteopath this evening. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Oh, such a clutch pickup, Dave. I was worried we'd bring back the same team. I meant those blackout motorized shades. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Hall of Fame son. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. Go to Blinds.com for 40% off site-wide. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. So Rob, shall we cover? We'll cover your week in um, the uh, the second episode, shall we, on Friday? Yes, yeah, I've had, not as a, a, as eventful, but a lot of my, my kids go mad, and um, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to you why. If you're a parent, you should take up golf, right? Even if you hate the sport, because it's a it's great. It's a great way to get away from childcare. But yeah, we'll cover that next week and some correspondence. I've got a few salty and non-salty emails for, about you, Josh. Oh, no. So, oh no. Okay, uh, we've got some other great emails. We've got uh, someone wants your advice. Uh, we've got someone who also um, found out why the the uh, character takes their trousers off in the Bing. Um, oh. So we'll we'll cover that on Friday. You're very excited to hear that, aren't you? I am. Why does he get it out? Why does he take his trousers <laughs> off in the intro to Bing? All will be revealed, not literally. We're not going to actually see that pandas cock, but the info behind it will be revealed on Friday. Um, who we got today on the on the show as a guest, Joshua? We have the amazing uh, Rosie Ramsey. So we had uh, Chris Ramsey, who is her um, less talented husband, on uh, a few weeks ago. <laughs> Uh, you might know him as the dancer from Strictly. Um, <laughs> absolutely peppering him there. <laughs> Poor old Rambo getting absolutely a kick in from Whittacombe. That's what that's what done his neck in. He wrote that all last night. He was doing that. Punched on his laptop. What can I do for the intro for Rosie? Um, <laughs> and also, this was recorded before she announced um, they were expecting another baby, which is exciting news. Yes, great to news. To add to Robin. So, um, yeah, it was a great. She's uh, she's excellent, Rosie. Then, yeah, the, the king and queen of podcasting, Chris and Rosie Ramsey. So we've had both of them now. Um, yeah, Did they great. win an award at the Podcast Awards? I think they must uh, have. I think they might have won People's Choice at the Podcast Awards. That's the only award that matters, really, at any awards, isn't it? The one that actual people who listen to it vote for. Well, that, that's the kind of person with a loose neck would say that, whereas I'd want the Writer's Choice Award with my stiff neck. That's what I'd be looking for. Oh, yeah. Not them them fucking clean shirts in an office sitting around a ballroom going, what do you think was the best show on telly this year? I tell you what, I don't give a fuck what you think. Loads of stiff necks in there all tensed up so they win their award. The only reason they do awards 
is for people that could have had a better career than being a comedian and their parents are disappointed. So they need <laughs> to get one to prove a point. Where I'm already exceeding expectations hugely. So I don't need I don't give up a career as a barrister to do what I do. Do you know what I mean? I've not got upset parents that are embarrassed to tell them that their son's a comedian when they're at a dinner party. They're proud. So I don't need a little statue. Do you know what I mean? But do you know what? If the stiff necks need them to keep the parents happy, keep going with the award. Good luck to everyone involved. Here's Rosie Ramsey. Enjoy her. It's not a stiff neck. Rosie Ramsey. She's a she's a relaxed entertainer. That sounded like Brent. Anyway, it's a great podcast. Enjoy it. Hello, Rosie. Hello, guys. You're right. Good. Very yeah, thanks, good. Thanks for doing this. You're welcome. Thanks for having us. Um, how are you? You good? All, all all right? Uh, I'm all right. Well, you know, I keep telling people I'm all right, but no, I'm I'm miserable. Miserable as sin, if I'm completely <laughs> honest with you. What, what, what's causing that? What, what is it you want to happen to make you feel better? What's, what's the problem? Just Honestly, just want life to go back to normal. Yeah. I just want life to go back to normal. I feel like it's been too long and it's just... Yeah. Um, but I was sick by week two, to be honest. Yeah. Like uh, I've, I've been constant, constantly just fed up. Like My friends stop asking me now, how are you? Because I just bring everybody down. I see you as a really like positive chirpy person you know when we interviewed jack d that's what i was expecting but this come on <laughs> do you know i normally am but i think everything that made me chirpy and happy was taken away with lockdown All so right. it's do you know what i mean i'm, I'm very much i'm a people person i love hosting i love having parties i love seeing my friends and my family and then when boris was like right okay just stay in your house with your you know significant other and your child i was like this is this is going to be hell on earth. And um, <laughs> and it has been. Yeah. But, you know, it's getting a bit better now. And I'm just, I'm trying to look at the positives. I'm trying to be, you know, I read The Secret again and I'm trying to just be positive. <laughs> I don't know if it's working, Rose, to judge by the one minute 36 seconds of this interview so far. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I think they'll use that to sell the book, your endorsement, Rosie. <laughs> I'm the most miserable I've ever been. I've read it again and I think it's helping. Uh, so, Rosie, we've we've had Chris on the on the podcast, obviously. So, just to remind the listeners, is um, just you've got the one, you've got Robin, who's four, um, yes. in the house, and uh, you've been under lockdown with Chris. And um, it's difficult. You've obviously been like more of a stay at home mum, but before you had um, Robin, you were going to be working on the radio. Is that correct? On a, a radio yeah. show, and then yeah. since that, you've done your Instagram's gone mad, and your podcast is huge. You've got a book out in September, Shag. Married and Annoyed, which is available for pre-order. Rob, we wrote that book. We wrote half of that book during lockdown. So I'm just hoping, I'm hoping it's funny. Like, honestly, <laughs> I'm praying to God that it's funny. I read it back to do the edit and I was like, no, it's okay. But then I just remember how miserable I was when I wrote it. <laughs> but, but Rosie, it must be very difficult in lockdown where, you know, you've got a four-year-old that needs loads of attention. And then mm. not only are you working from home with your, you know, you're doing the Instagram stuff, you're also having to do a podcast with your husband about your life where for weeks there was nothing happening, was there, apart from just <laughs> being indoors. It was not like, oh, I went out the other day or you did a bit. It was literally, you've just sat with someone all day looking after a kid. And then when the kid goes to bed, you've got to then record a podcast about your day when nothing happened and then write a book when nothing's happening. So how did you manage that? Oh, God, even you just talking about it there has made me feel a bit suicidal. <laughs> um, no, just, it, it's been hard. Honestly, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It's been hard. But to be honest, 
the podcast, we I actually started to look forward to it because we just had a laugh. And we, usually we get pissed when we do it. So it's like, right, let's just do it and let's just chat shit together. And uh, it was really good fun. But like you, obviously, my husband's a stand-up comedian like you guys. Um, he's never here. So the podcast was usually a lovely thing because it was like, oh, we get together and we chat. Like, what have you been doing? You've been so busy. I've been doing this. And then to have him home all the time, like, it's been horrible. And, and <laughs> <laughs> he did the one show last week in London. And I swear, I, I, I was euphoric for a week. It was absolutely nice. <laughs> uh, but he's back now. So it's back to back to normal. But um, The only yeah. time the one show has made someone euphoric, I think, in the history of the show. <laughs> I was like, thank you so much, BBC, for taking them off my hands. But um, do you know what? I'm, I'm, I sound extremely negative. It's uh, It's been nice in the fact of Chris has been with Robin loads because uh, he's worked away from when he was born. Like like you guys, touring is just takes up so much time, so much of the year. So that's been quite nice. We've had a lovely little bit of family time. And yeah, so I'm trying now, after I've read The Secret again, I'm trying to see <laughs> the positive bits of it. And that's that's one of them that I'll take. And, uh, and my garden looks nice. Yeah. So that's good. I've like done that. a lot of gardening. I don't want to be boring, but this sun coupled with lots of rain is an absolute godsend for the grass. I don't know. I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to be that yeah, guy man. saying it needs it, but it, it, your garden does need a bit of rain. So it has, it it has been good. The gardens are looking good. God, Rob, when did you lose your edge, mate? Um, is... I can tell you when. When my entire tour got cancelled the end of March. That's when I, <laughs> that's when I lost it. <laughs> it's, oh God! Did you? Were you guys meant to tour? Yeah, year. I was on tour. And Chris was supposed to start his, wasn't he, Rosie? And, and... Chris was meant to start his in March. Yeah. Um, and then we've we've got one in September, which we still we're still just like, what's gonna happen? And then yeah. he's off again in October. And uh yeah, it's just it's the not knowing that gets me. I'd rather just know either way. Yeah. But yeah, we've just gotta wait and see, I guess. What can you do? Because you guys are are doing Wembley Arena, you mm-hmm. and Chris, with your yeah. podcast. And so obviously Chris is you know, he's a stand-up. He does big audiences every night. How do you feel, like, about... Like, are you excited? Are you are you scared? What's what's your feeling about that? A little a little bit of both, I think. Um, I am excited. I used to work in theatre, so I used to do... Um, not never stand-up or anything like that, but um, I used to kind of do theatre shows, so I'm used to being on stage. But mm. I think... For the first thing to do in, I haven't really been on stage for about, gosh, probably when Robin, for about five years. And then it's like the first thing back is going to be Wembley yeah. Arena. Wow. And like, I I think we should, yeah. you know, can you imagine? Yeah. Just like, I'll be shitting my yeah. pants. Because you're, um, you're more of a singer though, really, than a sort of comedian. Because yeah. like, the podcast is funny mm. and it's sort of played for laughs. So it must be different for you to go on stage knowing that like you're, it's just the conversation that you're having as opposed to your singing or your dancing performance. Yeah. I've never not been on stage without a script or like a song to do. So it's going to be, it's going to be really strange. But it's that thing of I can't believe pe- people have bought tickets just to sit and listen to us talk. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you have given them a lot I, I of free keep, content though. Up to this point, yeah, it's yeah. Sort of well, very isn't true. It? It's going to be weird, but I'm, I am excited. I just, like I said before, um, I hope that we don't have an argument yeah. before we go on stage because that would be, that would be God, terrible. Yeah. I, I can't look at him. I can't look at him when we've had a fight. When you're working <laughs> with your husband in that situation, so is there podcasts where it's just off the back of an argument? 
Yeah, we did the second, no, the third one we ever did, we'd had a massive row because Chris couldn't work out how to record it. He'd lost all of the settings and, and he just... So it was that close was, to the record that it all went it was wrong? That, it, we were sat down ready to do it and it just went wrong. And we were like, right, well, we need to do it. We said we're doing it. We need to do it. And so we, we recorded a full episode and um, I listened to it back after it had been edited and I was like, that's, it's awful. We were horrible to each other. And there was just like an undercurrent of hate yeah. throughout the whole thing. So we had to do it again and we had to bin that episode. Um, and it's happened again. I'd like to just listen kind of... to that hate. Yeah, that, I I, I'm not going to lie to you. That, that's, that's, the, that's the big moneymaker, that episode. Like... <laughs> I was laughing at him like, oh, 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 so funny, you fucking prick. Um... <laughs> I actually think my wife is powered on hate. Lou is so much more, like, does more stuff in the house when I've done something wrong. So if I go out and get drunk and come home and I'm useless, I'm sitting around hungover all day, she will be the most productive she's ever been just to be like, Look what I'm doing, and look what you're not doing. And I, and, and she's she's fueled on hate, and it's it's amazing yeah. for the relationship actually. So sometimes it's good yeah, if it's... I go and get drunk and annoy her because she, her to do list gets absolutely ruined. <laughs> That's good actually. I never thought about that. I'm a bit like that actually, passive aggressively cleaning the bathroom. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you wanker. Um, so how, when when you're both on tour, who's going to have uh, Robin or is he going to come with you? How's the childcare going to work? We've organised it where he's going to come to um, a few of them because we've got a couple of them on a weekend. So I think we're in Manchester for a weekend. We're doing two. So he's going to be there with either my my mum or Chris's parents. Um, so, yeah, we're just going to try and do it like that. But there's only, oh God, I don't even, I think there's 14 dates. So it's yeah. not that big and it's yeah. spread over. It's like not every night. So we, we've deliberately done it so it's spread over. And then he starts school in September. So we've oh, kind of, hell. we've had to take that week. We had to like schedule it. So we didn't want to be away for him for that week. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's weird a tricky when it's one. You're together. like, I don't want you to miss your first week of school, but we could do two arena shows, which, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, further down the line, you'll yeah. be thankful that we did those Robin, shows. we'll buy you a flat for when you're all away. <laughs> You Wembley twice, yeah. and we'll we'll get you a flat, yeah. and that'll be yours. But you may we'll have miss a horrendous you. experience of school, but you will be on the property ladder. So, what, what do you yeah. want, Robin? It's your call. Did you, um, Rob? Because when I, I we've got the same agent. When I was booking this tour, she was like, "If there's any, um, if there's any dates where you like want uh, Rose and your daughter to come, then just let me know." And I was like, "I can't imagine anything less likely that I want on tour." <laughs> Yeah. Than to have my family sat in the dressing room throughout the show. Oh, yeah. Like that's yeah. that's the one bit of like stress free sitting in the dressing room is the reason I'm on tour. <laughs> yeah. That's why I'm going in the first place. This episode is brought to you by Viore. Give the active people in your life something they'll truly appreciate. Performance apparel from Viore. Whether they're into running, surfing, hiking, or even just casual walks around the block, there's something for everyone. And if you're not sure what to gift them, you can't go wrong with something from Viore's Dream Knit Collection. It's the perfect gift and so comfortable. Get 20% off your first purchase today at Viore. V-U-O-R-I dot com slash Spotify.
Why is it that with sparkling water, I'm always playing guessing games with what flavor I'm drinking? Is it citrus? Is it aluminum can flavored? Mm, not sure. Sparkling ice, though, they really mean flavor. Like in-your-face flavor. Orange mango, black raspberry. Don't even get me started on the strawberry lemonade. Kiwi Strawberry slid right into my taste buds DMs last night and let them know who's boss. No subtleties there and no sugar either. But it does have vitamins and antioxidants. Find sparkling ice at a major grocery store or club retailer near you. Sparkling ice. Anything but subtle. Do you still find Chris funny? Because I know Lou doesn't find me funny anymore. That's a fact. <laughs> do you know, do, when we do the podcast, I find them really funny. When he's telling me a story that he's practising to put in his set, I don't find him funny at all. <laughs> um, How was it for you, though? Obviously, because you had to put your career on hold slightly because Chris's was sort of like, you know, Chris is doing really well and then you had Robin and stuff. So how have you found that? Because obviously you want to carry on performing. Did you find it difficult? to sort of put it on hold? Yeah, it well, I was um, working in the radio for Capital. I was doing the drive time show um, and I had Robin and then I went back to work when Robin was four months old and um, I was doing full time. And it, in radio, it's that kind of job where you get the hours and they're like, right, well, we'll do the show. It was like four till seven um, and you, you come in at two o'clock and then you'll be done. You'll be home by half seven. And I was like, that's great. That's fine. But then when you work in this business, it's like, can you come in an extra hour to do a video? Can you come in for this? Yeah. And then I was just there so much. Um, and after five months, I think I was hormonal and I was just a bit miserable. And Chris was like, look, you don't have to work. Like, it's a bit of a nightmare with childcare because he was on tour and all this kind of stuff. So I quit, um, which I was buzzing about at the time. But to be honest, full-time motherhood is... Oh, it's, it's it's hard going. Like it's it's really heavy going, and I've got so much respect for people who do it for like longer than a year or so because it's so intense. Do you find because you've been doing four years now of full time motherhood until mm. maybe like the last year you've kind of gone back to working a lot? Do you yeah. find that that has really given you a nice break and a nice kind of way? Do you enjoy the parenthood more now because you're having a break from it? Yeah. Well, this is the thing. This I think this is why lockdown hit me so so hard because I was stuck in the house with a child for years and then I just started kind of doing stuff I was in London and uh, my Instagram took off I was doing loads of work I was really enjoying it and then all of a sudden it was like right okay no that's all stopped you're back in the house with your child and it, it hit me like a ton of bricks to be totally honest with you I was just like shit I'm back to where I was before you know whereas all my other friends who are teachers or they work full-time they're really embracing this because they're like I've got time with my children and it's wonderful and I'm just kind of thinking that's amazing but I've fucking done that <laughs> for years yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. and I'm yeah. ready for him to be at nursery every bastard day yeah, so, yeah. that's exactly how, <laughs> how Lou felt as well because my oldest is the same age as yours a four we've got four and four and a half year old and two and a half year old and yeah we yeah. We just got the stage where both of them were in preschool three days a week. And we like mm. started in February and was like, oh, this is great. We can have like lunchtime dates. You can go off and do a yeah. bit more work. So Lou was applying for jobs and different things like that. She had mm. more time and seeing her mates. And then like I say, all of a sudden lockdown came and it really stopped a lot of people that have been waiting four years to sort of get back out yeah. there. So it's like, it was a terrible yeah. time really for, for certain people, I think. I agree. I completely agree. But great for other people. Like my mates and my family who've been furloughed, they are like, they wake up every day like, oh, another beautiful day. Honestly. And you're locked so in your house jealous. looking at your husband, doing a podcast with him, writing a book with him and <laughs> yeah. looking after Robin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we need to ask you, Rosie, about, because we asked mm. Chris and he gave us his account 
of um, the day Robin lost his front teeth. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I bet he did. I bet he did give you his <laughs> wrong account of the day that Robin lost his teeth. What What did he say? Um, just that you really went to pieces and he was heroic. No, um, he said, <laughs> no. no, he did say you were heroic and he went to pieces, but it was the discussion yeah. before the bike ride, wasn't it, I think, Josh? He, he said that um, once the accident had happened, uh, you absolutely owned the situation and he was a mess. But he said yeah. that it was your decision for Robin to have one more go. <laughs> I knew he'd say that. I knew he'd say that. We, I can't, did he fully blame me? Yes. I, I think, I think, yes. <laughs> he, he said, he, right. he also, he said he even warned you because he went, he was going, taking Robin on a bike down a slope and he went down it a couple of times and he nearly fell off and then Chris caught him and then he said, uh-huh. let's not do this anymore. And then you said, give him one last go. And Chris said that he said, no, I don't think we should. And you said, do it. And then that's when the teeth accident happened. Is that not correct, Rosie? In my defence, it well, it kind of is, right? Because that did kind of happen. But in my defence, he was the one who was taking him down the, the hill. I couldn't see because I was at the bottom, probably on my phone, not going to lie. So, <laughs> <laughs> he was the one who was doing it and taking him down. So he knew how fast he was going. Yeah. He could assess the danger of the yes, situation true. more than I yeah. could. Yes. So, and I'm sorry, but... How spineless have you got to be for me to just go, no, do it one more time? Yeah. And him to go, all right, I'll do it one more time. (laughs) Even if you know it's dangerous, that you're so scared to say no to you. He, he acts like he's terrified of us. I swear to God, like <laughs> it, that. So, I, and you know what's annoyed me about that? I'm gonna have to have a word with them because when we wrote the book, that went in the book, and we decided to take fifty-fifty responsibility for that <laughs> incident. Oh no! And I can't believe he's just chucked me under the bus like this on a podcast. So, well, yeah. we'll be having a word. Okay. Well, that, I thought that would be resolved, but it sounds like it's just been opened up again. <laughs> you've caused, you've caused something here. We've got to do a podcast later you on. Should, you should, have you got a, a feature in your podcast? You should do like a prime minister's questions where someone has to take the hot seat and just get counted, <laughs> thrown at them with, with backup <laughs> documents. I'm actually after a new feature, so that might work. To be honest. Yeah. We might do something like that. Is Robin aware now? So he's kind of four. Do you think, is he aware that you're doing a podcast in which he gets talked about? Like, does he understand stuff like the fact that you're on Instagram and stuff like that? Nah, he doesn't really know. Although he started when I've, I was doing an advert the other day and I had my camera out and he gets really excited. He's like, are you are you filming, man? And I'm like, yeah. So he got the stuff out of the box and he was like, film this. And I went, all right. And he went, hi, everyone. Uh. <laughs> and he started doing like some, like a vlog. And I was thinking, oh, God, he's been watching it too much. But um, no, we don't really. He knows that we do a podcast. Yeah. And he knows that Daddy goes on stage and makes people laugh. But other than that, he, he's got no idea. Like Chris was on the one show last week, like I said, and we were watching it. And he's just not faced at all. Yeah. Like he was just playing with his toys, just like, oh, there's my dad on telly. Like, can you imagine yeah. being a kid and your dad was on telly? Like, it would have blown our minds watching. I'd have been absolutely gutted. You're mortified enough, but there's going to come a point, I suppose, where because you're mortified about your parents when you're a kid, when you get to a certain age, yeah. what about ten or something like that? Maybe a bit later. So he'll start by getting excited about the one show, and then in ten years, it'll be like, oh no, my dad's on the one show. Yeah, not again. What's he going to say? 
Well, that, I think yeah. we had uh, Alison Hammond's son's a teenager, and when we were doing the podcast with her, he could sort of overhear things that she was saying, and he was coming in, don't say yeah. that, mum, and sort of dictating the terms. <laughs> so you're like faced with a situation where you're trying to do a podcast, and Robin will walk in and go, you're not saying that. As yeah. that sort of like <laughs> podcast exec. <laughs> And then no, you have to respect no, no, it, no. won't you? Like, it's a difficult thing, isn't it? Like, it's such really yeah. funny and like the stuff that you do. But when they're old enough to go like, no, I'm not happy with that. Yeah, well, we've had, a, I've had a conversation as well with Chris about, because um, Robin's on my Instagram, but I never, ever, I never put him upset on there. And I never kind of like, I would never embarrass him or put an embarrassing sort of like scenario. And we were chatting and I was like, what age should I stop putting him on? Because, you know, he's going to, he's, he's got to have a choice you know, at some point. So we said when he goes to school that we might sort of like not put him on as much, but he loves it to be fair. Yeah. Like he, yeah. he doesn't mind. And it's just a little bit part of his life. We keep having to tell tell ourselves that we have a completely different life to what our parents had yeah. with us. Yeah. Like our life is just completely different and his life is going to be completely different. And it's something that we've just got to be, we've just got to live with. Do you have ground rules on what, what you, what he's on the like social media for, or like you say, you're not when he's upset. Is there any other ground rules that you and Chris have agreed on? Or is it, you just judge it each day? We just kind of judge it each day, really. Um, I do try to be quite honest on there, but I just like to keep Robin a little, when he was a baby, I was probably a lot more honest, but I think babies are just like, it's just a baby, isn't it? But now he's a, yeah. he's a little person. I've got to be a lot more aware of what might yeah. embarrass him in the future. But I'm just hoping and praying that podcasts have like died a death when he's like 18. Because if he listens to ours, <laughs> honestly. Oh, God. Oh. Yeah. Do you know what? That's there forever, the archive of it, of going, you said this. Yeah. And oh. he's literally got proof. I know. Oh. We talk about, we were talking about foursomes and everything. It's like, I just hope to God that he never oh, listens to it. Never, ever. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Would you cool. listen to, if, if someone gave you now a recording of your parents talking about their lives for an hour a week throughout your life? Mm. Would you go back and listen to it? I'm not sure I could face it. Oh, God. I don't think, no, I don't think I'd want to know. No, I wouldn't listen to it. I'm well, just... that's quite good because you've got so much out there and so much archive. They won't, it's too much. But if you just had like three hours worth, they'd rinse yeah. it. Yeah. So it's better actually. More is better than less in a way. Very true. It's like a sex tape, isn't it? You could watch a sex tape. That wouldn't be that long. But you're not going to listen to like two years worth of a podcast. So yeah. I think we're so, right. yeah, uh, yeah, I think you're right. It's better not to have a sex tape, Rose. I think you've made yeah, the right no, decision. Yeah, I'm definitely <laughs> not an advocate for a sex tape, no. <laughs> Although, if the, if the two has postponed, you never know. Like, when you exactly. do <laughs> Ticket sales have dropped on a few refunds. Chris and Rosie leaked tape. <laughs> we'll do it live at Wembley. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell Chris. for a short show. <laughs> that arena show is only 90 seconds long, Chris. What happened? <laughs> You don't normally get nervous, Chris. What's going on? Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Well done. That's longer than normal. Congratulations. Oh, you get banned from the one show, imagine. Eey. Oh, no, that's not good for the one show. You can't no. have a sex tape no. and present no, the one show. No, can't that's, be having sex That's a problem. Tapes. No, no, no. Would um, you want to be presenting together and stuff like that on the um, one show? Do you know what? I don't know. I don't know whether... Like, it totally dep- it depends what it is. It depends how long it would be, but... We need to always remember that we're a married couple above everything else. Yeah. Like, this is what we tell our management. The new Richard and Judy. Oh, I don't know about that. Like, if like... you were the new Richard and Judy, who would stop doing telly first? So Judy sort of stuck back a bit and Richard's still going. Which one of you do you reckon would carry on when the other was like, look, I've done it for enough. We've had a good run at it, but I want to time off. Oh, Chris. Who do you reckon would go? Chris, for sure. <laughs> 
Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Like little fairy, like he needs a claps. He's like this. Needs the yeah. <laughs> no, um, I, I don't know. I just think we're a married couple. We genuinely love each other. That's why we got married. And I think it's hard when you worked. I, I never thought I would work with my husband. So we've got, we try to be really sensible about it. And that's why the, you know, the podcast is only once a week, the book, we don't know whether we do another one. And it's just that you've got to keep, be aware of that. And at the minute it yeah. works fine. Um, but I don't know whether if it was an everyday thing, you know, we'd probably be going in separate cars and separate dressing rooms and... Yeah, I think it, you, you need to have a bit of time away from each other. I think it's healthy. Yeah. Well, imagine, like, you're, like, doing, presenting a show together and just before the, the show starts, you say, did you book that um, holiday insurance for, mm. for a holiday next week? Yeah. No? <laughs> oh, hello and welcome to this one. What do you mean you didn't? You're supposed to do that last week. I told you to do that because I was like, all right, this guy's got... <laughs> bringing people on. It's just, it'd be awful. It would be terrible. It would be absolutely yeah. terrible. We're, before our shows, I was thinking about this, before our shows, we're going to have to be, like, so lovely to each other just ha- just not like have any arguments hanging over yeah. us everything's going to have to be really lovely like love you love you have a good show blah blah uh, that's going to be difficult but we'll try our best um, how are you feeling about robin going to uh primary school big school as it were are you, are you nervous or are you just excited to for him to like grow up and move on a bit well th- that comes yeah with the whole um full-time motherhood i feel like i've put in my graft he's ready to go um he's such a confident kid like he is so loving being at nursery and um he's back there now we went back he's only doing two half sessions at the minute but he's loving it like he woke up on sunday asking to go to school and i was like oh i wish oh, i could go word. to school today yeah. but um <laughs> <laughs> but, let me see if it's open see if yeah. the doors are jar. they might have you in if they do they might just be true the cleaners will be there yeah, the caretaker yeah he'll look after you <laughs> but no he's he's gonna love it and uh yeah it's great and it's it's one of the local primary schools to where we live so i know it really well um, oh, lovely. Yeah, it's just lush, like, yeah, buzzing for him to go. I think that's the best thing about lockdown is that, you know, generations always go, oh, it goes so quick when they're young. You'll miss it. You'll miss it. But I think we can say we live through lockdown. We had enough of them at that age. Yeah. It's not gone too quick. <laughs> yeah. like that. When you look at time spent with both parents with a child over the years and years of life, I don't think any generation has spent more time with toddlers than we have. No, in I this, totally in agree. Totally I think they, no one can ever throw that back in our face when they go, oh, but you miss it, you miss it. No, we no. had it all. We had enough. Had enough of it. So, uh, think, yeah. Like if this lockdown had happened like in the 50s or whatever and like the parenting roles were like they are then, do you think the dads would have still been doing no parenting? Like, because yeah. like they'd have been like, well, I'm not going to work, but I'm still not parenting. That's the, these are the rules. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I don't know Even about that. Even with the pub shut, what would you do? <laughs> I'm not changing nappy. I'd rather sit here and smell that shit. I'm not going near it. I'm a geezer. It's 1953. Get the kettle on. I'm even awake. You're lucky I'm out of bed. Have your kids been just eating loads? Oh, yeah. Just constantly, just crisps and anything they find. Biscuits. Yeah, they're just... She had four breakfasts this morning, my daughter. (laughs) So so she had half a peach. She had four... (laughs) It's like the kind of thing the Queen would wow. have 200 years ago. <laughs> well, I tell you what, she helped unpack the Ocado yesterday. So she knows exactly what is in the house food-wise. Oh, it right. was actually a huge mistake by us. And then she had a, um, she asked for a Weetabix, which she then rejected because she wanted two Weetabix and we only had one left. And then she had, and so so we had, we've got crumpets where well, we haven't anymore, right? But um, 
She doesn't like them toasted. Oh, so raw. she yeah, but she wanted a crumpet sandwich. So she had a raw crumpet <laughs> jam sandwich. Oh, mm. uh, uh, can I ask a question? How are you buttering that uh, crumpet sandwich? Are you doing the holes in the middle or the holes in the outside? What's the outside? Holes in the middle. So the, the yeah. middle hole, the holes go in the middle of yeah. the crumpet sandwich. It looked so doughy. That's she, such a big bite. When she was eating it, she, could, she couldn't get her mouth around it. And then so she's kind of having to nibble at it to bring it in so she could take it out. It looked like the worst thing anyone's ever eaten, but she was almost making a point by eating it. Then she had a dry English muffin, oh. which we also got from Ocado. What? Totally what dry, kind of nothing shock is on this? it. You're like a Victorian gent. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Who's ordering crumpets and English muffins? My wife. I didn't order these. Oh, right. And then, and then she had an egg. It was oh, absolutely it was mad. What? Just raw? Cracked? Just cracked it in her mouth? <laughs> <laughs> She had an egg sandwich, which is two raw eggs either side of a crumpet. <laughs> so is Robin just eating everything, Rosie? Oh, just just everything. Just absolutely everything. Like, with a little bit of fruitoid in just to make us feel less guilty. But just, yeah. just non-stop. But then I just think, well, so am I. Like, there's nothing else to do. Yeah. So just, I uh, just crack on, like, all the rules. The thing is, the rules have been out the window for so long that I'm like, when is it just going to get back to normal? He's going he's gonna to shit himself. He's going to be like... <laughs> I'm getting there's there's boundaries again. Like, what's yeah. going on? Gotta have a bath every day again. Like, shit. <laughs> yeah. But I do notice so like with my daughters, they they put on like it's weird because they, they eat loads and then they start putting on weight and getting that sort of belly, like you know, that sort of drunk man beer yeah. belly. And then a few months time they wake up about a foot taller and look like they're about to die <laughs> from malnutrition. <laughs> but there's like they get that weird growth spurt yeah. where it goes from belly to nothing. <laughs> You're like Someone feed this kid. An hour earlier, I was like, we've got to sort it out. <laughs> it's like, it's, that gross spurt is like they've just been squeezed and they've just yeah. gone upwards. <laughs> Mad. Yeah. Robin is so tall as well. And I have no idea how. And um, it's a bit scary because he looks exactly like me and he's really tall. And I'm like, promise you, he's yours. But he just looks nothing like Chris at all. Yeah. Scary. Because if he's got, like, your personality of you two, both very sort of, like, you know, gregarious and charismatic and loud, and if he's going to be, like, six foot three, it's going to be too much to take yeah. in. He's just a huge, huge guy. Oh, God. Just like, oh, <laughs> oh, God, everyone will hate him. Like, oh, here he comes. Here he comes. Tall, loud, Rounding Robin. down the corridor. <laughs> hey, yay, 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 yay. Me, mum, hey, and dad. What's happening, guys? <laughs> <laughs> well, he'll be old enough. To, I'm sure he'll be on the podcast with you soon. Oh my goodness, he's been on a couple of times. To be honest, he's he's said a couple of things. Yeah. Um, because he made up a he made up a really good song. Um, Rudy Doody's in the night. So we recorded him doing that. So yeah, he's been on a few times. And people have asked. I've had loads of things of asking um, me and Robin to do a podcast. And I'm like, that would be horrific, painful. <laughs> when he's old, you could. Yeah. Because if you if you comes onto your one, he'll want a profit cut. Have to no. split it three ways. If Chris's face, if if you, the podcast of you and Robin was no. higher than the podcast of you and Chris in the charts, <laughs> it would be a dagger to his heart. Can you imagine? Hey, Can you, you imagine? That. Oh, hey. Honestly. God. I mean, it's quite funny at the minute because, um, obviously, because his tour got cancelled. And um, yeah. at the minute, if we hadn't done the podcast and the book, we, we, you know, we, God knows what would have happened. Like... It's terrifying because it's just kind of been put on hold. So I'm very much at the minute, I'm like, what do you say? And he's like, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. Well, if, Robin, if you and Robin do a podcast, he could become the third most successful person in the house. Yes. 
Right, that's the, that's the plan. I'm gonna. That's the, that's what that's I need to do. I did say you could you should sort of stage a fake divorce, and then you could be doing the podcast going for a divorce, and that would be compelling, wouldn't it? Oh, hey, if you was doing that, like a showman's fake divorce. You never that's, know. That's the next stage. You never, you never know. know. Shag married, divorced. That's the one. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um. Rosie, it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you. Thank you Thank for talking to us. Thank you so much, lads. Have a lovely rest of the week. Cheers. See you later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Rosie Ramsey. Oh, she was great. Absolutely brilliant. I love hearing the other side. I liked it when we do couples. Yeah. It's a good one. It's good, that, We need to it? create a list. Maybe like Ruth and Eamon, Rochelle and Marvin Humes. Jay-Z and Beyonce. We could get Kate and Rio Ferdinand. That'd be a good yeah. one. Would you book Donald Trump if we got offered him? Yes. You would not have Donald Trump on it immediately. I'd have Kim Jong Il. <laughs> isn't that isn't that his dead dad? You mean Kim Jong Un, don't you? Oh well, that'd be a better book, wouldn't it? The dead dad. <laughs> Imagine that in the pages. Career. Dennis Rodman comes out to defend him. He never actually said he was dead. He just he just it wasn't around in pictures. What a booking Donald Trump would be for this. Melania Trump. Melania Trump. I think. Oh, she would be better than Donald. That's what you want. You want the other one just slinging. Oh. <laughs> Fergie and Prince Andrew. That'd be a bagger. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if he's doing interviews, is he, Andrew, at the moment? No, but I've got a few follow-up questions from the last interview he did. Yeah. To be fair, the FBI can't book him. I don't think we would get him. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yes, uh, Rosie Ramsey was superb. I know she was saying that she wasn't enjoying herself that much, but the positivity you get from both of those those two people it'd be a lovely house to grow up in oh yeah they're so excitable and happy yeah even when her and chris have got the ump or got a bit stressed it never really comes out i mean that's why their podcast is so successful because even if they are quite annoyed they're still being positive when they're annoyed yeah. where like, i think that's why a lot of people enjoy listening to it also their book comes out i need to do a quick plug for this you can buy their book comes out in september and is available for pre-order now shagged married annoyed that's uh, available online or from bookshops. No one goes in to pre-order a book anymore, do they? Is that a thing? No. We used, uh, to, do a local we used to do a bit of Waterstones. I was, at, I was at Waterstones for one of the Harry Potters coming out. There was oh a lot God. of pre-orders for that. It's like Nebworth, that was. How was it for you? What, which store? Talk me through it. Harry Potter release day at Waterstones. I want to hear Well, it was a midnight out. opening. Oh, all the nerds out with cloaks. Absolutely <laughs> loving it. <laughs> Imagine Friday night, midnight, Nerdsville, just little glasses, cloaks, ginger wigs, and then just like kicking out time at Yates's. They'd get absolutely pulverised. Or something will be like idiots joining the queue piss to go and buy like Wayne Rooney's autobiography or something. <laughs> Do you remember when it was released? People would like read the book really fast and stuff. And it'd be like the first person to finish the book. I don't think we moved in the same circles, Josh. Yeah, that's no, I don't mean, I don't mean that. Were, down in the parks in South East London, there weren't a lot of kids fast reading Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> it's mainly cider and fingering that was happening down there. Yeah, but they, were, they were like using the cover as a roach, that kind of yeah. thing. But like, I understand. <laughs> anyway, so um, if you do, I don't know whether they're doing any early opening. In, like Newcastle Waterstones, I reckon, will have a midnight opening for the Ramsey's oh, yeah, book. They're... But it is out in September. I don't think they'll do a book signing. A good book signing, that'll be. Um, yeah, but, uh, that'll be like a hard day's night when they do a book signing in Newcastle. <laughs> right, so thank you to Rosie. It's been an absolute pleasure. Um, Thanks, Rosie. And uh, we will be back on uh, Friday. Make sure you listen on Friday and uh, we'll see you then. Review, subscribe, goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>